Thank you for visiting Discontinued On Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please place out your finest china. I will judge you if you don't. I want all the kids at their own table, nowhere near me. And if there isn't a name card that tells me exactly where I'm supposed to sit, I'm leaving Aunt Myrtle. another fantastic holiday episode of discontinued on display we are still on thanksgiving we're still on thanksgiving we are still on thanksgiving talking about some thanksgiving traditions though we may see christmas creep in oh easier for later yes Uh, (laughs) my name is matt and i'm chris so yeah we we last week talked about thanksgiving dishes and lots of gelatin talk and food and other stuff like that we wanted to talk now more about like thanksgiving traditions and while we didn't like come up with a ton of them we felt like it was an interesting type of conversation because we found some lists that that came up with stuff that we're like yeah i really don't hear about anyone doing this anymore and then we've got a big one that we kind of ran into that we just was interesting from a history perspective i just historical perspective and i also found one president who hated thanksgiving wait who's the president who hates thanksgiving uh it was now it wasn't a holiday at this point but thomas jefferson he hated thanksgiving i did i did remember i saw a headline thing about that like as i was scrolling for research break that down why did he hate thanksgiving so when it was because thanksgiving wasn't implemented until abraham lincoln because Mm -hmm. post-civil war abraham lincoln was like you know what we need a feel-good holiday because we just went to war with each other. Yeah. So um, so let, let's do Thanksgiving. But um, like the idea of Thanksgiving was there, like the setting aside a place to be thankful for. It was too, um, it was too tied in with the local religions. And Thomas Jefferson okay. was very much like anti-religion in politics and all that jazz. And so he was like, nah, get this Thanksgiving. Don't get your stupid thankfulness and religion crap out of here. That's what he would say. Oh my God! Sounds so, about right. There you go. Thomas Jefferson hated Thanksgiving. He's rolling over in his grave every November. Well, he has—he's a problematic enough president, so <laughs> I don't care what he does. I feel like most presidents we could deem at least a little problematic. Yes, but like, okay. So I'm going to go on a soapbox for a friend of mine who actually thinks Thomas Jefferson is the worst. His, I, I would think it's fair that she thinks that Thomas Jefferson is the worst founding father, if not American hero um, oh. of all of them. Uh, Thomas Jefferson owned his own children because he I had mean, slaves you know. and he had relations with some of those slaves and bore children out of them. And kind of didn't acknowledge that they were his children and just owned them. 
I mean, that's not great. Not uh, great. Not, not, Technically, not my great parents look. own me, but that's a whole other kit and caboodle. That's called adoption, and they, they claimed me to be their son. Yeah, that's different than than this situation. <laughs> that's very different than this situation. Just, just a smidge. Just yeah, a skosh. It's just, I mean, a, a, a minutia, a, 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 a minute detail. That's the word I'm looking for of, you know. I mean, technically, I guess I own my children, so to speak. Like I have, but that, I don't know. That's just weird to say. But I mean, like it was, it was correct, but it's the concept of like, he can buy and sell his children. You cannot yeah. do that. Yeah, I cannot um, do that. That would be highly illegal. And correct. I don't really want to do that. I love my children. No. Um, so no, I, that's why. And I mean, I, I, I think there's other reasons too. I'm not very familiar with that button, like that area of history, um, but yeah, that is that is that is the reason that one of my friends considers him to be probably the most evil founding father, and I think she does consider him the most evil American um, figure in history. Okay. I don't know if she would outrank him from some other stories, and like we're not gonna. That's not what this podcast is. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because then that gets really problematic. Although I will, Hitler. I was going to say like like Adolf Hitler. Who will come back up in one of my uh, points later on, which I find yeah. fascinating. What a tease. <laughs> um, teasing you with Hitler. Will this be the second time that we've talked about, like, extensively about Hitler on this pod? When did we talk about Hitler before? I'm pretty sure we we talked about him quite a lot. You can't say this is the second time and then not be able to back that up. I, I feel like I remember this. Hey, people out there, if we've talked about Hitler before, please hit us up in our DMs, because I don't remember talking about Hitler. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, we have talked about way. we have talked about AC Gilbert. I'm not about to talk <laughs> about I'm 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 a, I'm not about to talk about Hitler in a positive light. He's really a passing fancy in a different story, but <laughs> Well now that we've gone in a jaunt down history, um so a jaunt I, down Hitler Lane. Yeah, you know. Um, so we, we we the the one tradition that I want to start with that I don't understand why we Wait, did we did. explain that that's what we're doing this week or yeah, did yeah, we just we talk about that. Hitler and Thomas Jefferson? No, no, no. We explained what we were doing. We're doing discontinued traditions this yeah, time. Okay, cool. Just, Thanksgiving traditions. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving cards. That was the most hilarious yes, thing to me. I used to get those. Why? My family sent out greeting cards. It was a thing they did, and they did. Um, my what? my godmother specifically now this is different because my godmother loves Halloween but my godmother would send out Halloween Thanksgiving and Christmas and I had aunts and uncles who would do Thanksgiving and Christmas I think my grandma used to do Thanksgiving it was just what? my mom's side of the family what does a Thanksgiving card say thanks it says Happy Thanksgiving and what does it say on the inside love Aunt Bob and Uncle Fran so what's what's the point <laughs> um to say Happy Thanksgiving okay. There's this thing called like the telephone or in yeah, but are you person. Gonna, well, okay, so like I guess think of it this way. This is different. All my relatives lived did live in the state of Illinois, but if like my so my grandmother lived in Maine and we weren't going to go see her for the holiday, she could send me a Thanksgiving card. And let's say she has a lot of grandkids, so instead of calling every single one of us, she's going to send us all just a stack of cards. It, it's not like, it's not like your Christmas card that has the letter and the awkward family photo. It's just a greeting card. They still sell them. I've yeah, like, I mean, okay, let me, let me fully admit. I, I like cards to me 
Um, cards to me just are, are like I just they're don't the biggest waste. Them. Now, I, I I always advise people to not give me a card. Um, yeah. To me, a card is wrapping paper. If you're giving me money or a gift card, that's it. If you bought me a physical thing, do not bother to get me a card, or because it's a waste. If the card is extremely hilarious, oh, it has to be really funny. I've like, saved a few cards. If it's really that... funny, then yes, buy me a card. My my favorite card, and it's not it's not the best card in the face of the earth ever, um, but it's so funny. There was a card I was given, and. Gosh, I, I wish I could remember it specifically, um, but it was a picture of an old dog, a female dog, and she was, all of her dog, her nipples, I can't not say it, were just, like, were just sagging, like all, like, eight of them or however, and she looked really tired, and she was whole. I want to say she's holding a glass of wine on the front of the card. I don't know what the interior of the card says. I don't. You don't um, care. <laughs> No, no, she's not holding wine. It's just a sad, tired, old-looking dog. I, I, I remember what the inside of it. So the inside of the card says some joke about being old. And then my friend wrote, this is because you played a dog in the play and you're old <laughs> like blue cheese. Love, Jen. <laughs> and it's it makes me laugh every time I see it. It's the strangest thing. I've kept that card. I will never get rid of that card. It, may, it brings me too much joy. Sorry, Marie Kondo. But, like, I've had to throw out so many cards that had nice sentimental messages that are, I'm sorry, friends who might listen to this, generic at the end of the day. Like, a beautiful message about how much they care and what a wonderful friend I am. And I love it and I cherish it. and always makes me smile. And I put it in a drawer. And it sits there for a year or more. And then I reopen it and I smile and I go, you've given me three other gift cards or three other greeting cards that have the exact same sentiment in a different word. I'm going to keep one now. So like, it's just such a, and they're expensive. They're like five to six bucks a pop these days. Yeah. Like you can buy me like five candy bars for that. And And I'd rather that I would find more sentiment in you saying you're really great. I'm thankful for you. Here's five Snickers bars. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, thank you. (laughs) Like, so I was, here's a box of pop tarts. Oh yeah. Yes. So this is actually hilariously relevant. So one of my friends, one of my best friends, always gives me a card. Always. Um, I don't know why. Um, I think it's just kind of part of who she is. Now is we don't live in the same state. So now it makes sense because she's sending me a gift and her sentiment is in the card. The happy birthday. I'm so, you know, I'm so glad that we're friends, blah, 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 blah. She doesn't need to do that. But that she wants to make sure that the message that she would say, should she hand me the gift, was somehow getting to me. Um, and so she sent me, I just moved, she sent me a housewarming gift. Sorry, you were so perfectly still, I thought you froze, but then I saw your eyes blank, and I was like, okay, cool, I can keep going. <laughs> you're you're um, good, you're good, I'm listening. And in the package was a book. And I was about to throw out the, because I knew this was coming. So I was, I had, I was downstairs in my lobby, I had opened the the packaging through the top of the packaging in the trash and pulled out the book. And I was about to go out the rest of it. And I went, wait. And I double checked and thank God I did. Cause there was a card. The card had a pin in it and it had a gift card. So thank God I didn't throw that out, but I was really close to, um, but inside was a very lovely, beautiful. Um, I don't want to say generic cause it was a customized, uh, you know, I'm so glad you're my friend. I'm very proud of you. Congratulations on the step that you've wanted to take, blah, 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 blah. 
and it's going to sit on my counter for a week and then I will finally get up the guts to throw it out. I'm a horribly sentimental person, but I do not have the space, the time or the energy to keep that many greeting cards. Yeah, I just that's just not a that's just not a thing for me. I just, you know, it's fine. Like I it's I don't hate it. I'm not disgusted when someone gets me a card, but just, you know, there's just better bang for your buck, I think, with with cards. Now, also, I do because we're going to hit up a bunch of different traditions, and I don't think we did this with the food, and we probably should have. After each one, I want to make sure, Matt, that we're acknowledging whether or not we think this should come back or not. And I'm getting a real clear read right now already. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We'd, we don't need to send Thanksgiving cards. That's that's don't do it. We definitely don't need to think, send Thanksgiving cards. Um, the net uh, to just go straight off of that. Uh, the next one I, I think we would have both seen on our list is having a kids table. That one's interesting because that was like a staple of our childhood, Absolutely. at least mine anyway, where like the kids had their own table and yeah, you don't really see too many places now with the quote unquote kids table anymore. Kids just kind of eat with everyone else. The last few years I did a family based Thanksgiving. I haven't had a family Thanksgiving in a very long time. Um, I can't, I don't think there was a kid's table. I think there might've been kind of an unofficial one because there were enough people where there were multiple places to sit. And I think the kids kind of got sequestered. I think some of it is, it depends on like, yeah, like when I'm, some of it wasn't like a, we were forced to go over to this table. It was, uh, I'm going to hang out with the people that are my own age, not my Mm -hmm. parents. I think like, so I remember years where we didn't have a kid's table. I have vivid memories, and I, sh- I should have talked to my mom before this. I have a vivid memory of sitting for both Christmas and Thanksgiving. We weren't a giant family, um, and you just need to kind of add like an extra table, like a, lo- a folding table onto the end, uh, but where we could all fit at the at the dining room table and sit and eat together. And I think that, especially in Thanksgiving, kind of brings the sentiment of the season but the couple times there was a kid's table i remember it being a lot shittier than the adult's table i swore again got another gobble again. i put another gobble in there <laughs> um i remember it being a lot more garbage than the adult's table like the adult's table was so fancy and had a table runner and a beautiful centerpiece and then you were at the kitchen's table and there was like a piece of paper taped to it that said kids it was, like, it was like that's a craft table that someone put like a tablecloth over and yeah that actually transitions into another thing that we don't do anymore and it's the whole like fine china, fancy Correct. silverware. Like, oh my gosh, bring out! First of all, China's not a thing anymore. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, someone asked for our wedding. Like, did someone get you china? I'm like, why? No, <laughs> my mom used to work in a Macy's, and she worked in fine linens in China when she started. And she would have started in, gosh, I want to say the mid 2000s. Okay, she started before the 2010s. Um. And she was there until probably 2017, 2018. Um, I know she left before the pandemic. Um, And she was utterly shocked at, like, because she was so close to bridal. And she would help with bridal registry sometimes. No, it, like fine. No one was registering for Fine China. No one, no one wanted the Waterford Crystal anymore. No one was wanting. And then there was like Christmas plates, regular plates, your your elegant china and silverware, um, and no, just no one does that anymore. It is such a our generation is into experiences, um, not into a dish. I'm going to take out once a year for you to eat off of. You're going to eat off of whatever I give you. Now well, this being. Even- 
Even I was in some say, cases, I want to say with my family Thanksgiving, we do disposable plates to do less dishes. <laughs> yes. And I think that's a brilliant, like, because the, the reason for the season is not about putting on your fur coat. It is about coming together. No, I do like, I like this, uh, the, the ceremony of we're going to dress a little bit nicer. We're going to have a very nice dinner together. Um, because I think this is also an opportunity for my mom's family to really teach the younger kid like myself table manners like this is why i have table manners like so when i go to like a an elegant restaurant like think like a wildfire or a um gosh what's another big like nice restaurant i can't i don't or, like, go a, nice or, or like a morton or a morton steakhouse like a really nice elegant restaurant where like the prices make your jaw like detach and you have to like put it back in um that i will bars can i get for this steak (laughs) yeah exactly like i could have a steak or i could have five 50 snickers bars but um i know how to like sit and how to interact with the server and how to like i know how to do all these things and i appreciate knowing how to do applebee's though no because at applebee's interacting with the server now, granted, granted, at Applebee's, my parents expected the same level of manners and behavior that they would expect from me at something like a Morton's. Like, that was 100% the expectation. But I was also taught these things by the safety of the environment of the family dinner. And I think the – like, I don't necessarily yeah, want right. to eat off a paper plate. Now, granted, if the family's big enough, yeah, paper plate, please. But again, we were a smaller family. So eating off of uh, plate, actual plates with silverware – I, I couldn't care less one way or the other, like, because I'm too, I'm too scared. Like the minute you put out fancy China, I'm scared to cut my turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm terrified of like breaking your fine China or like did, scratching it. Did you ever, um, do, uh, uh, name, name plates, like assigned no. seating or anything like that? I've never, well, I don't think we did. I feel like there was a method to the madness of how we all sat. I think like purposefully we were supposed to sit with people we wouldn't sit with on a daily basis. Um, Real fast, going back to the the China before we jump away from it, I will say, I do want to say, I do own Christmas China. Now, this being said, my Christmas China comes out usually the day after Thanksgiving. Sometimes I'll use it for Thanksgiving, and I carry it throughout the holiday because I love it. It's my I have spode. I have the Christmas spode with the tree in the center. I okay. love that stuff. But I, I it becomes my everyday China for the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's more acceptable than like, okay, we keep this in a cabinet – and then we bring it out. I, I just think that's not as that that appearance is just not as no. big of a thing anymore. And I think some of that's kind of what this holiday has has has. I don't want to say turned into, but I don't know about like with my family, especially because I'm you know I my I am a huge football fan. That holiday is about eating and then watching football. That brings up another tradition. Did you guys ever play football before dinner? I, mine never I did that. I know people that did, and I don't know if they still do. You but can't anymore. Are you kidding? These days, it's cold and wet. It depends on the year, like and 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 it. And I guess where always, you live. Yeah, and it depends on where you live and all that stuff. But yeah, that's that's one of those I'd heard of people doing that, but I don't I don't know of any families right now that like. All right, let's go out in the backyard to to throw around the old pigskin. <laughs> yeah, no that that was never in our family, on our family thing. Um, but yeah, no, for my family, it was always about we're gonna come together, we're gonna have this nice meal together. Um, that's always what it was about. Um, it was never 
my my I guess my mom's family is not a big football family. Like I know they I know they enjoy the sport, but they're baseball people. They're not really football people. Okay. So I think that's also part of that. Um, but I, I, here's the other thing. I would be okay with, I like a good theme. So like, I would be okay with fall China and fall silverware. I'm a, and I'm a, like the, there was something on a list that was like homemade centerpieces. And I was like, I still, I don't know. I still do that. Like I st- like, but not for things. Not, I don't have any for fall. Cause I don't usually have a fall yeah. dinner. But I have a Christmas centerpiece that I homemade, and I break it out every year. Like I think that's fine. I think decorating for the holiday I, or the the season. I think having seasonal plates. Like I don't want to. I don't necessarily want a dinner plate that's a jack o' lantern. But like I would be great with like a plate with like autumn leaves around it that could carry yeah, yeah, me from yeah. October through Thanksgiving, and then I switch to my spode. Like I could get about seasonal plates, like spring plates, summer plates. Fall plates, winter plates. Like, I could get behind that motion. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the fancy plate and the fancy fork that only comes out for the Thanksgiving dinner, the Easter dinner, and the Christmas. No. Go bite me. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just um, have space in my house for all that silverware. I I, I have space for I mean, nothing. I have space in my house for, you know, you know, you, you see all the toys behind me. Definitely have space in my house for that. But Well, I can find a place for a new tchotchke. Oh yeah, I can always find a place for trinkets. So I feel like we got to transit. Any other small ones, or we got to transition into another our other history lesson here? Um, well, there was another. There was I saw Jello, which we we talked about, and then I, I, I did you ever? This is something we used to do, and I don't know if people still do this. My mom, if she ever gets a chicken, will save it and do it with me. Um, did you ever do the wishbone? I I remember doing it, but. Like I, I don't, I don't believe that making a wish on this bone and pulling it, and if I get the bigger half, my wish is gonna come true. Like, that's never something that I, even as a kid, like. How did you get like, a job at the Disney store? It, you don't believe in magic. <laughs> if you throw a penny in a fountain, do you not think your wish is gonna come true, Matt? No, no, that's not how anything works. <laughs> that's exa- That is that is the definition of life. No, that's not how any of how this you, works. How do you think our current president became the president? He w- he wished with a penny and a really old well. Have you seen Snow White? Have you seen <laughs> the Mickey Mouse short where Pete steals all the wishes and everything goes awry? I mean, you know, I know there's tons of factual evidence in these very there factual is. stories. There is. There's a there is there is a whole there's a I will write you a dissertation. I think I like to believe in wish. So here's the thing with making a wish that I think everyone should adopt when you make a wish, be it in a fountain with a wishbone on a star, you could not look <laughs> like more skeptical. How do you like Disney and, and don't believe in Like it drives me crazy. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. If you do it, you need to make it. It needs to be an unselfish wish. You need to make a wish on behalf of oh. someone else. Like the next time I throw a penny in a fountain, I'm going to wish for Matt to have freaking childhood somewhere in his heart. <laughs> It's it's I could like have, some I whimsy, please. Up, I could get caught up in the magic without believing that if I throw money into a pile of water, a bucket of water, that I'm gonna like. Are you about to also tell me that you don't believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> I believe in the spirit of Santa Claus. No, Santa Claus is real. I used to work part time at the workshop. Don't even at me. He's real. 
he doesn't have time to get to you anymore because you're mean and Ebenezer oh. Scroogey over there. Oh, oh. I don't understand where this, this is a controversial take that I don't put all of my wishes. If, okay, if I'm wishing for something unselfish, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get a bone out of a chicken and pull it and hope that I get the bigger half. I'm gonna go do something about it. Well, no, you should always do something about it. But you know, like it's a, okay. I'm gonna put this into a different frame of mind for you. Oh, okay. Um, one that I think will resonate more with you as a youth oh, okay. minister. I would oh, say okay. the same thing if you were to to pray or commune with. I'm sure lots of people listen. So whatever deity you do or do not believe in, just to cover all of our bases here, right? Um, I think it is equally important to, in that situation, in that scenario, be praying for the well-being, right? And and the comfort and the clarity for other individuals, which I would do any day of the week. I also adopt that when I practice my evil, sinful witchcraft and throw a penny into a fountain. See, I think that's part of it for me is that I, I, you know, this is not a secret that I'm, I'm a Christian and I go to church and I, I like, I, I, I have a religion degree and all stuff. So I think that's just where, like, because I, you know, pray daily, I then don't need to feel to go to the mall and throw a penny in a fountain and hope my. I would like to, I would like to point out, I don't seek out a fountain, but if I walk past one, you best believe I'm digging in my pockets. Cause also you're a lot of those fountains. You're, you're throwing away actual money. <laughs> oh wait, first off, I'm throwing away a literal cent. I don't throw a matter. quarter in, but here's, yes. It, Cause here's the other thing is 90, 90% of the time those fountains get skimmed by whoever like manages them and the money gets donated. Still. So I got to have a little bit of whimsical fun and believe in magic. Not to get, I also want to make this clear. I'm not comparing magic and religion. Like, I'm not saying those I, are the same no, I, thing. I, I, I understand. I, I just want to, that's a CYA. But like, t- to me, like, there's a whimsy about it. Anyway, I enjoy the wishbone. Well, I don't know. I don't like the wishbone because I don't like chicken with bones. I don't like an animal that has a bone in it. Like, I don't want to eat something that, like, no, that's yeah, gross. So I'm I don't want to touch it. Yeah, boneless, boneless things are where it's at. But um, I, I, I mean, I do it with my mom for like the humor of it, and like I, I enjoy, I enjoy the act of making a wish. I find it very delightful, and it fills me with hope. And you gotta have hope. Um, I, I find it absolutely an absolute treat and delight. I have a lot of whimsy. I do genuinely believe in magic. Um. Not like wizards. I don't. I don't think like there's Voldemort is stalking around the streets of London, <laughs> but like I don't know. I believe there's there's magic in the world, and sometimes like I, like maybe almost like a Doctor Strange kind of magic. I don't know if that. I don't know Doctor Strange well enough to. I just know that he has like magical powers. He does. He does. But like, I don't know. To me, there's something. I think there's a lot of things you can't explain in this world. So I sometimes think that whether however you do it, when you put well wishes into the world, whether it be by making a one cent donation to a fountain and, and thinking positively about another human being or pulling on a dead chicken's bone until it snaps in twain or having a private moment with a deity or a private moment with just yourself or your crystals or whatever you do. 
I, I, I think that that like those actions can put out so much positivity. This is not what this podcast is about. I just got on a soapbox. I'm gonna step off the box and throw it out. The, the physics of a wishbone and how it like splits the way it splits is very interesting. Really? Well, how it's would just, you expect it to split? I, the fact that you can always pull on a wishbone and it's going to break unevenly, that's fascinating. Of course it would. Still, that's fascinating. But, like, you have to think, like, nothing, nothing splits evenly. Well, yeah, but, like, it splits in, it splits unevenly in a similar way. I don't think I've ever noticed that. That's just, I, that's just interesting to me. Um... Hmm. I don't know. This so is you, you know what you know what a good a, a good split is a good break is this segue into our next topic. So, um, so I guess really fast, let's run through it because I don't think I think we started just tangenting. So greeting cards, we both don't bring back. Nope. Elegant china. No. I'm going to say yes with the addendum of its holiday china. And it come and it's out for a period of time. Like I will have a fall holiday China from September fifteenth till the third Thursday in November. To me, that is a yes. I I understand what you're saying, and I'm gonna quote the famous Randy Jackson. That's a no from me, dog. Wow, you're you don't you don't have any holiday whimsy. I can't believe we're doing this season. Um, <laughs> name cards, no. Sit where you want. Yeah. Um jello, no. Um I mean if it's just jello, that's fine. If you're gonna try to put like vegetables or something like that in that jello, then get out of here with that. Um kids table. That one I think you could bring back, but you could also like put some effort into making the kids' table seem a little bit more fun and whimsical than just like here's a craft table and a you know, couple of folding chairs. I'm actually going to say no to the kids table. I think that should I think that should go away. I think if we're coming together as a family, we are to sit as a family. I, I and I mean like I think I also understand the the concept of I you know Uncle Bill doesn't want to be alone at the kids table with the kids. Like you at that point you might need name cards to make sure that there's a nice even so that you can have intellectual conversation yeah. or at least cuz like here's the thing like I've been a kid and I remember it pretty vividly and I've also worked in youth-based either retail entertainment education so i've worked with young kids i understand what it's like to have to have a conversation for more than two seconds and even then sometimes that's a lot so i understand i don't want to be stuck at a dinner table for an hour an hour and a half with a kid make sure there's a couple of adults there just for the other adult sanity and like that i can tap out and eat and you can talk um to the kids um was that everything the wishbone I'm going to say yes. Like, whatever. <laughs> wow. Um, am I missing anything? I don't think I, I am. That's it. Um, so here's the, here's, the, here's the actual, the discontinued thing, which I find absolutely fascinating. Um, I didn't realize this was a thing. Like, this was news to me. Um, is a phenomena from the 1930s until, I want to say 1941, 1942. Called Franksgiving. And Franksgiving was created by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. 
um, during his first term as president. I think I have his terms in order. I'm 90% sure. Yes, it has to be during his first term because he did do two terms, right? I'm not a great like, history. He, no, he FDR was like the four-term president. He's the reason we have term limits. <laughs> okay. Um, great. So this was during one of his terms. Um, I, I don't think it's his first term then. It has to be like his second. Because this is 1939 that this goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So regardless, the Thanksgiving was always held on the fourth. Now, this is the thing that isn't Thanksgiving the third Thursday of the month. No, it's the fourth. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. So um, I never remember when Thanksgiving is. But so Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday of the month. Nine times out of ten, it happens to be the last Thursday of the month. On occasion, it's not. Sometimes there's a fifth Thursday, but a lot of the times it's the last one. And so in 1939, it would have fallen on the very last Thursday of the month, allowing for absolutely no time for... Christmas retail to have a good a good span of time because as Matt and I we probably talked about this during the toy season Black Friday is the deemed the only time the Friday after Thanksgiving is deemed the only time that retailers are in the black in their books that is the only time they have exceeded profits and they're they're really even and so Black Friday is a really important holiday for retailers and this is when I learned something that boggled my mind is that it was very socially frowned. I mean, it technically still is, but it was actively frowned upon and companies would not put out Christmas merchandise until the day after Thanksgiving. So you couldn't buy your ornaments. You couldn't get any of your decorations, your wrappings, like your like shopping for toys and gifts that did not happen until after Thanksgiving. Um, And if anyone dared to instigate earlier, it was this phenomenon that we don't call this, don't do this anymore called the Christmas creep. Because for us, Christmas starts creeping in um, as early as September. And I've even well, seen it even creep out earlier. Than that, like, I remember like the last year I was at the Disney store, we had ornaments out in July. Did you really? Yeah. And people were buying them. Yeah, but you're like I have Disney ornaments on my desk as like desk decoration because they're like yeah, sturdy. I mean, ornaments are ornaments definitely are like more you can you know use them as figures and stuff like that. But still, like the fact that we had, I mean, we had those out in July, and you're right. I mean, September we were starting to kind of ramp up into the holiday season, and you know the point you bring up about about the Black Friday being a thing, it was also how many weekends there were before christmas so mm-hmm. if thanksgiving fell late then all of a sudden you're getting into this like oh shoot it's not going to be as profitable of a holiday season because you only have three weekends before christmas rather than four weekends before christmas that that made a huge difference in our numbers Absolutely. that that it, it that that period between thanksgiving and christmas those weekends were prime time for for us to sell and retailers as a whole. And so like that was, that was this whole Franksgiving thing. So what happens with Franksgiving is FDR goes, okay, I'm just going to move Thanksgiving a week earlier. And it'll be the third Thanksgiving. And every weekend in November. Yes. And it will be, and it throws everyone 
into an uproar. It throws different like states. So if the state is heavily Republican, they're going to get really grumpy with FDR. Um, if the state, uh, or the other big thing that this really screwed up was football because football had already had everything slotted into place. Like our last game will be on Thanksgiving. Um, there was a rule in the, uh, football, like, I don't know if it was in the NFL or what it was, but there was a, it might've been collegiate, but that no games would be played after the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so that screwed all these last games up. People like stadiums were going to be empty. So it screwed up sports. It, you know, and then my favorite, this is where Hitler comes back into play is FDR's, the person running against FDR um, for the next term in office was like, this is, this is, and so you have to remember, this is, we're we're in World War II when this happens. By the time this sentence is uttered, we're in World War II. Oh no, I'm um, scared. <laughs> and this guy goes, this is something that Hitler, this is a Hitler-esque thing to move Thanksgiving. Literally compares FDR to Hitler because he moved Thanksgiving. And I was like, wow. We really, we really haven't evolved, have we? We still say the randomest things to bash political opponents that have no ground. But like, it did have a it like when you read it, it's it's jarring. What a repercussion! Him just moving the holiday a couple weeks before the holiday, like with no notice. I think he made the proclamation on October thirty first. He was like, "Yeah, we're just going to move it up," and it screwed yeah, up. Like- Sporting, that retailers, thing, schools. Is that he announced it so late. That was the big deal. And and yeah, like it, it became a pop culture thing. Like I read, where did I read this? Um, it was, there's a Three Stooges short yes. film where where uh, Mo questions Curly about the 4th of July being October and Curly replies, you never can tell. Look what they did to Thanksgiving. And uh, it became it became the butt of of a ton of jokes it's in the movie holiday inn which i've seen and i didn't know to the joke i remember this happening and that's weird but there's a bit where like they're showing the calendar going and there's like an animated thing on all the calendars as they flip and when they get to november it shows uh a, a turkey jumping between the third and fourth week and doesn't know where to stop um, because so Thanksgiving goes on for a couple of years. I think by 1942, like Congress gets involved and goes, no, we're done. It It is the fourth Thursday. That's it. Stop your tax dollars at work. <laughs> um, that like that stopped Thanksgiving from continuing and going on and on and on. So wait a minute, but, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, stop, stop. I just realized this. I just realized this. Yes. Does this mean that there could be a straight to TV movie? of the Congress people that saved Thanksgiving. There should be. If there isn't, there should be. It could could this ha- was AC Gilbert involved in this? <laughs> no, this one he should, he probably would have wanted to get involved in this. He already but he might be pretty tired cuz he already saved Christmas. Yeah, he I mean he but saved I, Christmas, so. Here's the other thing. Yeah, is you there could w- also argue that Christmas is probably one of the bigger holidays. You know, if 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 it was like AC Gilbert saves Flag Day, like that probably yeah. be pretty easy for him. Um I don't think we'd ever see a movie about Thanksgiving though, because we hold up FDR as such a such an important historical figure and as such a hero. Um, I feel like this would be a great. You could do a movie that was like a historical comedy about <laughs> this, 
that would still like paint everyone in a good light, but also like make fun of how because this is a little bit of a ridiculous history. Oh, it's so weird. Like it's so weird that that as a country we got this upset about a holiday being moved. But I mean, here's the other thing: is the moving of Thanksgiving also screwed up? We talked about football, but it screwed up college and school schedules. Like it screwed up a lot of things. Like schools, okay, great. Like colleges and schools were going to be taking off for Thanksgiving, and then he moved it, and they're like, we already have an academic calendar in place. Yeah. Um, same with businesses. Businesses were prepared to give people the fourth week. A couple days, like my company currently gives me both Thanksgiving and the Friday after Thanksgiving off, and it's built into the calendar. So then he moves it, you know, like and in my field, for example, I'm in the entertainment recreation field, and if you schedule, I have events scheduled, right? Like you can't just move a holiday on me. Like he could have said moving forward because of the need to give retailers better time, starting in nineteen. 40, we will move Thanksgiving. And I'm sure there would have been flap and people would have called him Hitler because only only a dictator would make such a call like that, blah, 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 that's blah. Like, that, that's like what kids bop Hitler would do. But here, no, here's the other thing too. Like, I mean, it's the stupidest. It is the, like, and when uh, there's two, two or three things you need to consider too. When like, I like when I first read that statement, my head spun. This was early enough in World War II where like, you have to think how easy it is for us to find out things that are happening. Like, think about what just happened with Russia and Ukraine. We have social media. We can find out things that happen immediately. It took a good hot second for the United States to figure out exactly what he was doing to the Jewish people um, and to other minority groups as well. And we're not involved in the war at this point. And so even there's probably a huge handful of Americans that are not caring about what's going on. Now, granted, on the DL... FDR is trying to get us involved in the war at this point. He's just lying about it. Yeah. Um, like that that's my other favorite thing is like he's totes lying to people. And he's like, I'm not gonna get us involved, just quietly like militarizing the United States to go against Hitler. But um, so that's one thing. Like, so to compare it, like at this point, all we knew was he was a dictator and he was causing a lot of problems. And so at that point, they're just comparing him to a dictator, right? It's different in this day and age. If you compare someone to Adolf Hitler in this day and age, you're making a very aggressive statement. Like, that's a statement. But back then, at that point in history, we weren't there yet. And then the other thing with comp- – oh, God, there was another point about World War II and making that comparison, but I went off on my tangent. But So that that that's the one big thing is, like, we weren't involved in World War II at that point. Um, we didn't 100% know what Hitler was up to. Um, and there, I mean, there were American people who were very unhappy with, with FDR already. So this was just another easy, easy smack you could take it's at an him. an easy target. Yeah. It was a really easy smack you could take at him. Um, but yeah, it's, it, to me, it's, it's absolutely fascinating to look back and, and see the things people will say and the things that they will do. But then again, to know they just, they didn't know what we know now. Um, like we have the we have the 2020 vision of being able to look at back and see exactly how it all played out, and they didn't. They saw the slow beginning. Like I think think in 20 no think in the year no yeah 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 let's say, think in the year 2080 when schools are learn let's say a school learns like a medical student 
they they teach the COVID pandemic to medical students. And they're going to look back and they're, they're going to go, why would they say this? Or why would they do this? Well, we didn't know. Like, where we were on day one, people learning about it are going to know how it played out. They're going to know the end. Um, and I always find that fascinating, specifically with World War II history, because of how the way that's very much shaped still to this day, the way we do things, what we say. And, and like, that's a that's a piece of history that has never been, I don't want to say acceptable for parody, because obviously it gets parodied sometimes. Like, it, it creeps yeah. its way in, and there's a way to do it respectably. But it's one of those things that, like, um, gosh, I cannot remember. I was just talking about this. The guy who assassinated Franz Ferdinand in World War One, like, and started World War One, Like, if I were to say someone was like him, no one would bat an eye. If I were to compare someone to Hitler today, whoo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is an interesting, it, it's all interesting phenomenons of what the modern world and how mm-hmm. easily we can have access to information. And I think we forget that, that we have mm-hmm. such a- access to information that's not something that people had back then. Um, I will say, I feel like if we had a American version of the crown, this would Ooh. be a great episode. Thanksgiving would be a very interesting episode. Ooh, you um, know, that's actually a pretty decent TV show idea because, like, there's some wacky stories with presidents. I, I mean, they tried to do that. They did that with the first ladies and I on Showtime, and I heard it wasn't great, which I I'm so upset about because the makeup and costumes were great. Like, freaking Viola Davis looked exactly like Michelle Obama, like to a terrifying extent. And, you know, they make movies about JFK all the time or Jackie Kennedy all the time. Those like Jackie, JFK and Jackie Kennedy are Queen Elizabeth like that. that those are like two of our historical figures that more modernly like get that treatment. That and Lincoln. Um, FDR, yeah, I, I would mean, say, is another one who's actually really close to that. See, that's that's the thing is I want to I want to hear about Millard Fillmore, President Millard Fillmore. What did he do? Is that the president who died after a month? No, that's William Henry Harrison. Thank you. That's my favorite president, just because he died really quickly. It tickles me. He was like, I'm president for a month. Didn't he, like, catch pneumonia from being outside mm-hmm. in the rain and was like, no, nope, I'm not putting a coat out. on. Um, I, I think, so, I think there's a bunch of really fascinating American stories from American historical figures you could tell in a crown fashion and have Thanksgiving be a passing note because it was so weird um you're right it's such a weird thing for people to get upset about it's such a weird decision for him to make um i mean also he was also dealing with world war ii and contracting polio wait was it polio is that what he had yeah yeah polio polio um he had other things on his mind think this is this is a low this is a low fish on the totem pole if you will but no i i find i thanksgiving and the christmas creep that was the other thing like we don't we don't have that anymore. Christmas no, is we're, we just I mean, here. I know people that have Christmas decorations up already. I put mine up on Thanksgiving at the end of the day. Like yeah, we dinner's do, done, we do people have gone home. That's when we I do, do that weekend. Um because I love Christmas. Christmas is Christmas is my favorite time of year. But I think part of the reason why I love it is because I keep it in that month. And not mm-hmm. try to expand it. I think if I tried to expand it, I wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, no, I I mean, I, I will usually take down my Christmas decorations before the first of the year. 
Yeah, that's. I've taken them. Around. I've taken them down on the twenty sixth. Like I have actually taken them down the day after. I don't have an, a, a bajillions. It's usually easy to get it all down um, and to reset my life. But I do love Christmas, and I want to live with those decorations as long as possible. Like I think that's probably the reason I don't really decorate for Halloween anymore because I don't get at least six weeks out of it. Yeah. Because somehow to like start decorating mid-September for Halloween just doesn't... Feels a little weird. If I were to re- decorate for fall, that would be one thing. But a lot of my decorations are kind of like spooky and fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, ultimately, here's the thing. No judgment if you want to put Christmas... Uh, do what makes you happy, okay? Mm. I'm not one of those people that's like, ah, oh, what a horrible person you are. You want to put up Christmas decorations, have them up year-round? You go for it, man. The, sometimes there are... My, my my dad always says there are some people in this world that are just happy being miserable. And those are people who just need to be miserable. Because if you are so angry that someone has a Christmas tree in their private living room in on November 2nd, wow, where I, I'd lo- I wish I had your life. If that's your biggest worry and woe, I wish I had your life. Or people who much- are just getting angry so that they can express and share their opinion. I have much greater things to worry about than who's putting up their Christmas tree when. <laughs> you want to know something you should worry about? I did eBay for this one. <gasps> you did. I did. I did eBay just under the concept of just general Thanksgiving item. Like, what's the okay. general Thanksgiving? Oh, oh yeah. Know, okay. What'd you find? Just, you know, there's a lot of random, like, holiday decor, yeah, plates, yeah, 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 yeah. things you'd expect. And then the most expensive item. Ooh. This is what threw me. My head spun. The most expensive item is stovetop Thanksgiving dinner pants. Oh, yeah. Um, the description of the, they are unisex for adults, size medium. Uh, once again, posting these pants you can't get anymore. <laughs> it says once you can't again get pants no, anymore. No, it goes once again posting these pants that you can't get anymore, Steve. If you would have offered me what I paid for them, you would be wearing them already. It didn't have to be like this, buddy. You can what? buy it now or make an offer. What what's so special about these pants? I don't know. I think they're they're like elastic. They're like pregnancy pants, right? Oh, um, so it's just elastic pants. <laughs> Pretty well, sure we still have those. <laughs> I, I'm I'm assuming they're very comfortable. What I can't understand is if it's like I it looks like either crunchy leaves or like the green onion topping of your casserole. Um, oh, okay. It comes with a. Congratulations on your purchase of limited edition stovetop Thanksgiving dinner pants. Finally, you can enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. And like, it's a little certificate oh, that comes with it. Oh, they're limited edition pants. Yes, in comfort and style. Post a picture of you in your high fashion stovetop Thanksgiving pants using the hashtag Thanksgiving dinner pants. And you just might be featured on the website. Um, I and then, these pants. Um, all right. Are you ready? How much do you think these pants are? Way too much. <laughs> just give me a guess. Uh, $500. (laughs) And this all could have been avoided if Steve had just paid this person. What? (laughs) What they paid for them? 
pants. Oh my gosh. I think I I think I think I almost had a heart attack with someone who's asking $22,000 for a pair of comfy pants. 22,000. Um the pants originally cost 19.98. I think this is the first time I've ever heard of limited edition pants. Maybe that's what we should we should come out with here at Discontinued on Display. We should just our exclusive brand of like we should just make five pairs of sweatpants and call them limited edition. I, what I would like to know is what did Steve do? I need. Can we message this person and be like, okay, I need the, We need the story behind this. Who is Steve? Who's Steve? I need. There, there's got to be a great story. Um. Oh, there's a commercial. For pants? Yes, hold on. Was it like uh, a whole promo? Like you sent in like, you know, 50 box tops or something like that? And th- you got no, this is, pants? no, you bought this from the Stovetop website. But there's like a promo, like like white people can't do shit. Oh, hold on. Oh, this is real. Oh, no. <gasps> what? You feel stuck and restricted in your uncon... Com- oh. <laughs> Oh man! If I can share this, I'll share this on our Twitter. Nope. That yeah, this is real. Oh, I love it. I love everything about what's happening. Are you watching it? Uh, no, but I'm gonna do it later. <laughs> oh, God. I'm looking. I'm looking at the time, but we gotta wrap up this tour, man. <laughs> the, they can wait. The oh, the waistband. You fold it down. It says I'm stuffed. Everyone, go watch this promo. The stovetop introduces Thanksgiving pants. You will. You will laugh and. Until you weep, it's amazing, and they cost twenty two thousand dollars. <laughs> I feel like these pants would be that hard to recreate, either. Like, no, they would the last... be. They would be. If you watched this trailer, you would oh, know. Okay, I'll. So, Matt, if people want to like get a later. link, if people want to get a link to this trailer, where can they find us? Oh, they can find it. First of all, you can email us. If you like don't you're not on social media, you you want to see this, you can email us discontinued on display at gmail.com. Twitter at discontinued pod, Instagram at discontinued on display. I'm sure we'll post some screen grabs or something like that. Don't worry, we'll get we'll get this content to you. Um, as always, you can check us out, sorcerernetwork.com. We got all our episodes uh, organized by season. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, five stars, and leave a nice review. Tell us something you're thankful for. Tell us how much you would spend on Thanksgiving pants. But, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, where else can they find you specifically? Because I know you got some other fun social media stuff going on. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sorcerer Matt. Um, I do some sports writing and some like pop culture stuff. I have so many interests. And twitch.tv slash Sorcerer Matt. Got lots of fun stuff that I'm doing there. Play a little Magic the Gathering. Play a little bit of sports stuff. Play a little bit. I just I just do a little bit of everything. So come and hang out. Say hi. Well, you know what, Matt? I gotta say, I'm stuffed, and I my and my denim pants are far too restrictive. So I need to go get myself into a pair of comfy stovetop Thanksgiving pants. Who isn't sponsoring us? So I think it's time for us to sign hey, off so I can get those stove pants top, on. Stovetop, stovetop. I, I know you're listening. Cause why why wouldn't you be? If if you send us pants, Thanksgiving <laughs> pants, there, there's got to be some in a warehouse somewhere. If you can send us Thanksgiving pants, 
you can have a sponsorship on our show forever. Just we will we will talk about stovetop products shamelessly. We will insert them in at any time we get like, oh, you know what would go great with this discontinued toy? Stovetop products. Like we we will shoehorn it in. <laughs> if you could get Chris and I some some stovetop sweatpants for less than twenty two thousand dollars. You know what? I should have looked. I should have really quickly stovetop. Remember stovetop. That email is discontinued Damn. on display at gmail.com. <laughs> Matt, they are the literal only pair on eBay. Is this twenty two thousand pair? Anyway, I'm gonna. I, I'm going. That's it. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.